All right, awesome. Russ, if you could keep my mic and Tracy's mic 10 and 11 on, that'd be great. Um, so if you can't see really well or you're way back there, especially kids, you probably want to move up here closer to the stage. We have something cool for you. We have a science experiment. And uh, I want to go ahead and introduce uh, Dr. Uh, where did, where's Dr. Hairball at? Doc oh, no, I'm not Hairball. Is Dr. Hairball not? He's not ready yet? Okay, Dr. Hairball's not ready yet. Dr. Hairball will be out here in just a second. Stephen, can I can I get you to help me take a table up on the stage real quick? Thanks, man. Hairball will be out in a minute, but my name is Dr. Lipstick, and uh, we have, this is very natural, yes, it just grows in like this, and it already comes in pink, it's pretty awesome, and uh, it is not troll hair, troll hair is not real hair, this is real hair, okay, we have to wait on Dr. Hairball, so Carrie, do you want to say anything before Dr. Hairball comes out? Let's give her, let's give her, everybody give Miss Carrie a hand. Isn't she the prettiest dear you've ever um, So this, today, uh, this morning is just an example, a little snippet, not necessarily the whole time, um, but just to show you what we may do on a typical Kids World Sunday, because um, a lot of parents don't actually get to come in. You're always welcome to. Um, but just we just wanted to give you a little snippet of what's going on. So you're going to see a couple of our volunteers today, and they're awesome. All right, so I'm going to give it back. Everyone give a warm welcome to Dr. Hairball. Yeah. Yes. This is my mic. Okay. I'll use this mic. I will use this mic. We can, we can leave them here. And we'll just yell. Or we'll hold it. Not too sure. All right, well, welcome to another episode of Hairball Science. That's not what this is called. I just named it after myself because I'm vain. Okay, well, my name is Dr. Hairball, and this is my partner, Dr. Lipstick. Yo! Yeah. Today is a very special day. Does anyone know why? No. You should know why. Today is my birthday? Today is your birthday, Dr. Lipstick. Happy birthday. Yes! 21! He's a lot older than that. <laughs> my hair is all in my face. Thank you, Dr. Hairball. I hope you got me a car with money in it. No, no, no. I live off of a very lowly researcher's income. I got did you. Give me a balloon? I did get you a balloon. Yes! I love balloons! <laughs> good. I did not inflate it, though. I thought you would like to do yeah, that yourself. Yeah. Well, okay. Uh, we can do that. Okay. I, I have I have a really cool experiment that I like to do with my balloons whenever people give them to me. Let's do it. All right. Are you ready for this? Yes. Okay. Here we go. This is my favorite thing to do with balloons. 
I think yours is winning. Yes. Mine is now deflating. I did not do that before this started. I don't believe you, Dr. Lipstick. <laughs> Look at that, man. Yes, yours, you is, that yours is much better than mine. You know what? How it happens is not as important as to why I wanted to do it. You also wanted to do it too. Yes. We wanted to do Why it. Why did you want to do yes. this, Dr. We, we wanted to do it to show what happens to children's faith. I'm so confused right now, Dr. Hairball. I am a little bit too, but let me explain. Okay. What happens with the children's faith is that they grow. So they blow up? No, they don't oh. blow up. No, it grows. Now, this one deflated, this is a bad example. So they get fat. Yes, but no, we're just simply talking about faith here. Yes, yes, it's a wonderful thing, right? Yes, okay. I think you're enjoying your hair much more than you really should. <laughs> but yes, the more they trust, the more their faith will grow. And when their faith grows, there's no telling what God can do with their lives. That's amazing. I know God can do some amazing things through these kids if they let them. That's why we do what we do, Dr. Lipstick. To inspire these children to hands-on faith. So that was part of the lesson, and my hair still like you couldn't do this because you yeah. That's why you're enjoying your hair more than okay. Let me see if I can. Honey, do you have the other paper? There's a scripture that'll pop up. Okay. Who's this daddy you speak of? I am Dr. Hairball. I was going to try to keep the accent, but that's, that's rather hard. <laughs> okay. Well, today we're going to be learning about the parable of the sower, which I was on the wrong side, uh, which is found in Matthew 13, 1 through uh, 23. I think we have this up here. Yes? No? It's on the way. Oh, it's on this side. Right on. It's coming. Much like that deflated balloon. It's, it's going it's, it's gonna to come back. That's not true. It doesn't come back, guys. <laughs> Again, bad example. Your faith can continuously grow if you let it. Like, that, that balloon's starting to deflate, too. Okay. Bad example number two. <laughs> Baking soda and vinegar will only get you so far. All right. So, uh, Matthew 13... Uh, 1 through 23, or 1 through 9, but we're going to start on 2, 
I should have memorized the first verse. And great crowds gathered about him so that he got into, the, uh, into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. So today's experiment was, it was a fun one. I, I enjoy throwing baking soda into vinegar. Just I do that randomly throughout the day, um, which kind of like makes my wife look at me odd. But it's fun just to see the bubbles. Um, it's dynamic and it's exciting hands-on project because as soon as we activate activated our little device, it springs to life. Without a single ounce of breath from ourselves, we can blow a balloon up on top of a bottle. The chemical reaction between vinegar and baking soda, the same two substances some of you ha may have used to make a volcano science experiment, releases so much gas that the balloon expands and grows immediately. There are many things we can observe growing in nature, but very, very few are as fast as our little balloon experiment. Every plant and animal on Earth, for example, is in an almost constant state of growth, but these things tend to grow slowly. We can't see it happening before our eyes. Nevertheless, every tiny seed planted in the ground, carefully tended and watered, will grow. It may grow into a flower or a bush or even a mighty six scraping t uh, skyscraping tree, but it will grow, just as all of you have been growing since the day you were conceived. Growth is a part of life. We grow in height, we grow in wisdom, and if God has his way, we can grow in our faith. God wants us to place our trust in Jesus so that we, we can have faith that is constantly growing. Jesus told the parable about a faith that grows, Parables are stories that have a deeper meaning, stories about everyday, everyday things that mean much more than they appear. And I like to say that parables, they, ha they, are, they are an earthly story that have a heavenly meaning. And sometimes the heavenly meaning may, may seem a little bit hard to understand, but with a little bit of um, guidance from, uh, from your elders, you can certainly gain uh, that understanding. This parable is very appropriate for our series because Jesus told this parable about a farmer planting seeds. So as we talked about how he planted them on different, on different soil, um, different soils had different reactions. Um, some of it was fell on stony and it didn't really do anything at all. Some of it fell on shallow soil, so it sprouted up really quickly, but it didn't have any root. And some of it fell on really good soil, and that's where we ended up having the crops. So he tells his Jesus tells his followers that there are four kinds of people who hear this message much like how there was different uh, grounds of uh, ground for the seeds. Some of them never let the word of God take root. They don't place their trust in Jesus, and their faith never grows. Some of them receive the news of Jesus gladly, but they lose that faith quickly because of peer pressure. Someone teases them about being a Jesus freak, or, someone just, or they quickly lose heart and lose what little faith they have. Some hear the word and grow for a time, but the worries of the world caused them to lose heart. 
like Peter walking on the water. They take their eyes off Jesus and worry about their jobs, their money, and other worldly problems. They lose heart, and their faith stops growing. Then there are the believers whose faith is like the seed in the good soil. They trust Jesus in everything, and Jesus feeds their faith. They begin to grow and never stop. This is the kind of faith that Jesus wants for all of us, and if we learn to trust him, we can have that faith as well. God wants all of us to have a strong faith that never stops growing. But how do we get there? How do we develop the trust in Jesus that, we give, that will give us a growing faith? So let's look at that seed on the good soil again. First of all, it's in good soil. It's not planted on the path or on the rocks or even among weeds or thorns. It has good soil where it can take root and thrive. Second, the seed in the good soil takes plenty of sunlight and water. A plant simply cannot grow without these two things, any more than it can thrive in the wrong soil. Our faith needs a good soil, and it needs water and sunlight. The good soil is where we are planted. Our church and our homes are the soil where our faith can grow. That's why we come here every week to worship the Lord, to read the Bible, and to let our roots grow deep in God. In God in good soil, in God's soil. What about sunlight and water? How do we get those for our faith? We need to feed our faith with the essentials, prayer and the word of God. The more time we spend praying and connecting to Jesus through his word, the more we will trust him. Our faith will spring up and stretch and grow, always reaching up to the sun. And the more our faith grows, the greater impact we have for Jesus in our world. Faith needs trust, it needs a place to grow, and it needs the essentials to help it grow. Let's commit ourselves to being seeds in good soil. Let's commit to being at church every week and spending time with God every day. Faith isn't going to grow on its own. Commit yourself to God and step back. God will make your faith grow big and tall. All right, so that's, that was, I like that lesson a lot the parable of the sower. It's, it's an amazing lesson, and it brings the idea and the understanding of how important it is for us to be firmly planted in our church, in our, in our families. And whether you realize it or not, the church is a family. We are a, an amazing resource um, to where you can come to us, and we can help each other grow. Even though we may not necessarily see each other all the time, or there may be days where we, or maybe Sundays where we're not able to make it. Um, always connect with the people that are around you. We have phones. We ha it's practically limitless, uh, the amount of resources that we have to connect with one another. And we connect in, in other ways, like on Facebook, and some people use Instagram and, and many other different apps. Um, but using the phone as a phone sometimes is pretty easy, too. Just giving each other a call and seeing how we're doing throughout the week. Uh, it's a nice way to connect, and it's a good way to, uh, to grow our faith and continue growing as a family. So we also have a game, right? No, we don't have a game. We, but she needs them. Oh, she wants a game. Okay, sure. Why not? I need three volunteers. Yes, and be, I need an intergenerational group of volunteers who, here's the requirements, you cannot be allergic to latex, 
So if you're allergic to latex, put your hand down. And you also know, have to know how to blow up a balloon. All right. So I'm going to take Hannah, Michaela, and I need a grown-up, a real grown-up, and Jeremy. Come on. Here's yours. Now you want to stand over here? Yeah. I told you I was, I was prepared. Here we go. So this is, this is our game. And we would do this in our classroom and probably give every kid a chance to play this game. Um, but in the interest of, like, slobber, let's not do that right now. You guys are going to blow up your balloon as big as you can while we're counting down from 10. And then you're going to let him go towards the audience. And the balloon that gets out to the audience the, fast, the furthest wins a prize determined by Miss Carrie, which I do not have in my pocket, all right? But, <laughs> but in order for this to work, we need, I need you guys' help to count them down, all right? So we're gonna go on your mark, get set, go, and count down from 10, you ready? On your mark, get set, go! 10, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, Awesome. So what do you guys think? Yeah? Pretty fun, right? Now we know that you all want to be in Kids World every Sunday instead of being in here with us. That's okay. 
All right, I think Jason's going to say a couple of things now. I think we're done. And we can get more food or something or hang out. All right. Um, I just want to say, I just, I just want to make sure you get this. It's real easy to look at Wacky Tacky October and think it's kind of a throwaway month. It's just some weird, goofy thing the church does. And it's real easy to look at, at a Sunday like this and say, ah, well, it's just a thing. It's a gimmicky thing they're doing. But I got to tell you, folks, I, I want to make sure you get just how important our children are. They are the church. And if we fail them, there will be no church in the future. And we cannot bemoan the state of the church and, and the decline of the church in our society and the reduced number of people who are coming to Christ if we do not invest in future generations. So, you know, maybe, maybe Kids World is not your thing. Tough. Suck it up. For Jesus Christ, you can volunteer in Kids World four times a year. But beyond Kids World, we need to be investing every time we're together in our children. I have seen plenty of kids who have grown up their entire lives in Kids Sunday School or Kids World programs, and they reach high school graduation and they disappear never to be seen again. Programs like this are good, but is it, it is the investment of the church. It is you, every Sunday, going and finding our kids and not saying, quiet down, get out of the way, stop running. But I see you, and you're important. And how are you? That will make all the difference. And that is a responsibility we all have to our children and their parents. God has told us repeatedly it is our community's responsibility to invest in these kids. So whether it's in there or in here or wearing PJs on a Sunday, you need to ask every time you're with these kids, what would I do, Lord, today? to help raise these children up in the way they should go. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day we can come together, this day where we can, we can come to the end of this month where we let our children know, hey, we see you and we value you and you are important. Help us, Father, to make that be the, the mission of our hearts each and every time we are together, whether it be on a Sunday morning, whether it be at a, at a special fellowship, whether it be next summer in, in, in the parks with GraceWorks. Help us to invest in our kids, for they are our future. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. And as he pours out his spirit on you, may you learn to pour out his spirit on them. In Jesus' name we pray.